Europe played a huge part in the Age of Exploration. Hot off the reconquest of Iberia, Spain and Portugal were the driving forces behind this new era of maritime exploration. While the Portuguese turned to the east and towards the Indian Ocean, the Spaniards turned to the west. In his most famous voyage, Christopher Columbus sailed west from Spain and discovered India, or the Americas, depending on who you ask. They utilized a new kind of ship, the galleon, to move large amounts of supplies and conquistadors. With this exploration came colonies. European nations sent people to settle the lands and control the native populations that they had found in the New World. These colonies were set up across the Americas and supplied parent nations with supplies and valuable materials such as gold, corn, and other foodstuffs. Europe had undergone a commercial revolution. Colonialism and mercantilism, an idea where a colony's economy and, and trade was directly tied to that parent nation, were the primary economic practices. Joint stock companies began to spring up and were used to monopolize trade in certain areas of the world, mostly by the Dutch in Southeast Asia. Back in Spain, King Ferdinand initiated the Spanish Inquisition in an effort to purge heretics and opinions that challenged the crown. Similar problems had arisen in other parts of Europe. Up until this point, kings were believed to have the divine right to rule, meaning that God himself had chosen them. Martin Luther was a noticeable challenger to this divine right, and the Catholic Church which supported it. Luther would go on to nail his 99 theses onto the door of the church and officially create the Protestant church in the Protestant Reformation. The loss of money in the church caused them to start selling forgiveness. Called indulgences, you too could buy your way out of hell by paying $5.99. The Catholics took another hit when King Henry VIII created the Anglican Church in order just to get a divorce. Must have been a bad marriage. The Catholic Church responded with a counter-reformation. They sought to assure themselves of their power, and they venerated them, their own saints and reaffirmed their pope's power. One of the direct results of the challenge of the Catholic Church was the Enlightenment. The Enlightenment movement encouraged people to use logic and reason, rather than religion, to explain the world. Thinkers like John Locke, who challenged the way government should be set up and run, and Adam Smith, who wrote The Wealth of Nations and challenged the mercantilist relationship between parent nation and their colonies, began to spring up all over the place. Smith suggested an open trade market where goods and materials could flow freely to anyone and not just the parent nation. These ideas and others were able to be discussed by common people in coffee houses. These allowed people to have a drink of coffee, discuss local politics, and generally go on their lives. Cottage industries were the main form of industries. Basically, people would make and sell goods out of their own homes, and this would stay the main form of industry until the Industrial Revolution. The differences between new thinkers and old thinkers would erupt in the English Civil War. Royalists who supported the crown and parliamentarianists who didn't support the crown fought a bloody war over how the country should be run. After the war, the king still had power, but later on, a glorious revolution shifted power to a new king and queen, Mary and William, and Britain moved more towards a constitutional monarchy. This was called the Glorious Revolution because there was no bloodshed. It was a very peaceful shift of power and a very peaceful shift of government. Then Europe and the rest of the world would move on to the era of revolutions. Now moving on to the Americas, an explorer named Christopher Columbus, under the sponsorship of Spanish King Ferdinand and Isabella, discovered the American continent for the first time in 1492. For the bridge between Europe, so-called Old World, and the Americas, so-called the New World, was established, the trade, or simply an exchange of goods, happened. The products such as tobacco, pumpkin, turkey, sweet potato, avocado, cacao bean, peanut, potato, tomato, corn, 
bin, a vanilla which is the old word from the new word, or coffee bean, banana, sugarcane, grape, wheat, rice, barley and oats which is the new word from the old word. Also, livestock like cattle, sheep, pig and horse went to the Americas, where there were not many domesticated animals in the pre-Columbian era, and deadly diseases like smallpox, influenza, and measles also spread to the Americas, which literally devastated the populations in the Americas. After the significant exchange between the two wars, the conquistadors from Spain reached the Americas. They are the ruthless professional soldiers who attempted to conquer various regions of America, and Hernan Cortes and Francisco Pizarro are the two of the most famous ones. First, Hernan Cortes led the conquest of the Aztec Empire in Mesoamerica or modern-day Central and Southern Mexico. Wait, important stuff about the Aztec Empire. Chinampa, a type of Mesoamerican agriculture which allowed the crops to be continually irrigated into cattles. Human sacrifice. They sacrificed humans for religious purposes and they also had an elaborate number system, calendar, and medical knowledge. So back to the conquistador topic, the capital of the empire, Tenochtitlan, falls to the Spanish conquistadors and the Emperor Montezuma II gets killed, although we don't really know the exact cause. Some say he was killed by Cortes and Spanish conquistadors, and some say he was stoned to death by his own Aztec people. And that was the end of the glorious history of Aztec. A similar thing happened in the Incan Empire, located in Peru. You guys saw the magic picture, right? Yeah. So the primary reason why the Incan Empire had been conquered by Francisco Pizarro was a tribal warfare where other tribes cooperated with the Spanish conquistadors to destroy the Inca. Because of this internal conflict, it was easy for Pizarro to take over the crown and kill Atahualpa, the last Inca emperor. Pizarro actually captured and used Atahualpa to control the Incan Empire and then executed him later. Now that the major civilizations in the Americas lost their power, things started to go even worse. New labor system named Encomienda started in the Americas and it allowed conquistadors and the Spanish crown to accumulate a tremendous amount of wealth as they could virtually exploit the indigenous people in the gold and silver mines while natives were dying of harsh labors. As the native population greatly diminishes due to exploitation and the disease from the Europeans, they started to bring slaves from Africa and it opened the triangular trade or Atlantic trade system in other words. The system connected Europe, Americas, and Africa, and sent manufactured goods from Europe to the Americas and Africa, raw materials from the Americas to Europe, and slaves from Africa to the Americas. Also, some young Europeans, usually under 25, came as the indentured servitude, the employees who were bound by a signed fourth contract to work for a certain amount of time. As there are now different races, and thus also the mixed breed of different races, Castas, or the new caste system, was introduced to more efficiently control the regions in the Americas. On the top, there were peninsulares, the Spanish-born Spaniards residing in the New World. Right below, there were Creoles, European descent born in the New World. Next, Mestizos, mixed breed between Europeans and Native Americans, and finally, Mulatos, mixed breed between Europeans and Africans. Based on their castas, people are treated differently, marking the continuity in world history, the class inequality. For the slaves and the laborers, the Spanish created massive plantations, especially in the Caribbean and South America, 
where the cultivated cash crops, the crops produced for the commercial value rather than for use by the grower. Products like sugarcane and cotton were mass-produced and exported to Europe for various purposes. But unlike Caribbean and South America, the cold region of Canada was unsuitable for agriculture massive plantation. Thus, the main business in Canada, initially a French colony, was the fur trade, which literally was to provide furs to Europeans and Americans in certain regions so that they could fight the cold. However, as native peoples, especially the Iroquois, who were supported by the English, threatened the fur trade to trigger the war. Nevertheless, with Louis Hector de Gallier in charge, France made a peace treaty with first nine, first 39 nations in North America, so-called the Great Peace of Montreal. Now, let's have some time travel to Asia and Africa. Before I explain what happened during period 4 in Asia and Africa, let's start to think about big concepts. The African diaspora. What is African diaspora? The word term African diaspora was well used during the time period of mass spread out of Africa during transatlantic slave trades. This means that Africa diaspora includes massive amount of distance from native Africans. Like this term, there were also big spread in Ottoman Empire and Mughal Empire, which is nowadays Turkish region. Mughal Empire ruled all over entire India during the time period of 1530 to 1707. This Mughal Empire was founded by Babur, who was a direct descendant of Timur Emperor. One important historical moment that led to the beginning of Mughal Empire was a fight against the Lodi King, which made Babur to found out the greatest dynasty in northern India, Mughal Empire. After the creation of Mughal Empire, the empire flourished as time goes. After Babur, Akbar, who is a third empire mate, also did a noticeable job for Mughal Empire. He adopted a program that bought a heart from a non-Muslim population of his realm, which means that he united non-Muslim people with Muslim people at his time. Also, he strengthened his central administration, which led to the development of financial system of Mughal Empire. If we think Babur as Akbar, Babar and Akbar put it down the roots of Mughal Empire, we can simply think Aurus Bab used that roots to expand the territory of Mughal Empire. In order to expand the territory of Mughal Empire, he basically used the power of gunpowder, which is known as gunpowder empires nowadays. During his time period, he ruled over entire Indian territory, including southern part. If the northern and southern part of the India was rooted from Mughal Empire, western European part of the India was rooted from Ottoman Empire. Since Ottoman Empire was based on Muslim, people hated Christian people. In their realm, they treated Christian people badly. For example, the Devirshim, which is also known as the blood tax and tribute in blood. This system is Ottoman Empire system that make Christian ages between 9 to 19 forcibly to serve the Ottoman Empire and they were simply taken from Balkan provinces and changes to Islams. Similarly, there is the Jan Janissaries, which is an elite unit of soldiers formed by Sultan's household troops. Even both Ottoman Empire and Mughal Empire flourished at their own timeline. They both were hermit kingdoms, which is not well known from other countries in the world. However, after the East India Company, which started from the 1600s, this route made both empires to have a trade route among all over the world, especially in European countries, such as Great Britain. Generally, the trade were composed of traders among Europe, but in the Asia countries, most of the trades were organized by scholars, gently, which is also known as a literary.